Hi everyone. Today's video has three points and you're going to want to stick around because the third point is a secret why getting this good versus perfect concept correct is insanely important when it comes to actually making sales and achieving your goals with your self-published books. So let's get into it. What we're going to discuss today is releasing a good versus perfect book. Now this is a subject I've had a discussions with a number of people on YouTube as well in real life outside of the YouTube and the internet uh, regarding how good does your book need to be before it is ready to be released. And this is something that can get in the way of very many writers from ever even getting their book onto the market. You have written your very first book and now comes the exciting part. You have to format it and you get the cover and maybe you go through some editing. But you know what? It's not quite right. You still need to make some more changes. So you do another round of editing and making these changes, but it still isn't quite perfect. So we need to do some more changes. And by making these changes, after all, we want to ensure that we won't embarrass ourselves when the book comes onto the market. Because then otherwise people will look at the book and maybe think negatively of us. So we want to make sure that it's absolutely perfect. And if it never gets onto the market, we also don't really have to worry about that happening. So what we do is we find ourselves in a loop of trying to make it perfect. And it, what, it, what happens is that we find ourselves stuck and the book never gets onto the market. Meaning we don't have readers to tell us whether the book was good or what we need to do to improve on the book in order to make it something they're going to want to read and perhaps even start our next book. So you can see we get in this position where we're completely stuck and unable to get out of this position. It's very frustrating. It is way too common when it comes to products and services that people who create these things, you've written these books, they're never even going to hit the market ever because of the good to perfect problem that you find yourself in. And that is what we're going to discuss in today's video. This is Chris Baird from selfpublishingmadeeasynow.com where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. Hit the subscribe button if you'd like for me to make more videos like this one or if you find these videos helpful. And go ahead and check out my absolutely free self-publishing checklist in the description. Well, I just got back from my trip, first trip ever, to the Arctic and it was quite an experience seeing the midnight sun and a lot of these other things. And as a result, I'm trying to catch up a little bit on my YouTube making uh, videos and trying to find the topics that will be relevant for you. So always feel free to let me know if there's any topics I haven't hit that would be helpful for you. So let's get into it. On my own story, when I first wrote my first, very first book or two or three even, I took them through at least a minimum of four to five rounds of editing with two separate editors looking at my books and going through them and ripping them apart. I also used a whole series of tools like Pro Writing Aid and Grammarly, Word, LibreOffice, many of these tools, and then also listened to the book. I read the book through multiple times to ensure that I would not be able to find any mistakes or errors in the book. I wanted them to be, well, perfect. So that was my first goal. Then I released them and I started seeing some sales on it. However, I saw that there was an awful lot of expenses associated with the price of producing a single book with so many rounds of editing. So the question I had was, is it possible to release a book that doesn't use so much editing? 
I began to test this out. In fact, I had a whole series of books that I would pay other people to write. I knew they would be uh, popular because using the keyword strategies I was mentioning before. And as a result, I would take them through quite a bit less editing. And the problem was I just didn't see that there was that much of a difference in response. So if there are grammatical mistakes, that can create some challenges for the average reader, like where it seems it was written by somebody in a non-English speaking background who maybe doesn't quite have the concept right. People will respond to that. But people are very forgiving. If the story is great and compelling and or your nonfiction solves their problem, they really aren't spending too much time asking how many rounds of editing has this book been through. As, as in, maybe if I make a mistake on this or on that, they're going to come after me and say, oh no, you shouldn't do it. Kind of like even these YouTube videos, does everything have to be perfect? You'll see that I misspell words or say things not the right way sometimes, and that's just the way that it is. I could try to make it all perfect, but how many people am I able to help on YouTube if each video is flawlessly edited and I'm putting out only one video, if I even get that video out, because after all, it's not perfect. What I discovered then was using tools like Word and Grammarly, you can check out my affiliate link for Grammarly below in the description, which is a very powerful tool to fix the basics. And then also I use a tool on my iPhone called VoiceStream, it's an app, and then I will be able to listen to the book to make sure that it flows smoothly. And it's surprising how the, high, the quality of these voices that can read your books have become. And VoiceStream is by far my favorite for a $10 app, I think it is. I am not a partner with them, but I would highly recommend if you have, I don't know if they have it on the Android phones yet, but if you have an iPhone, it's definitely worth checking out. And one of the premium voices, which costs $1. I can't remember the name of the one that I use. You can ask me if you would like more information on that. But listening to your book read is a fantastic way to find mistakes. And this is actually how many times if I have a Kindle book, I'll just throw it on there and I can listen to the entire Kindle book be read to me. So that's also just a little secret, even though it's not one of today's secrets, but that is a fantastic way of actually getting through it. And as a result, the quality of the overall book is going to be just fine. But this still brings back the question of what is good and what is perfect. So releasing a good versus perfect book. What is a good book? Well, it is a book that is on Amazon, when you have organic reviews coming in, it's gonna get you between three and five stars. Now notice I didn't say it gets you five stars because five star reviews across the board, that would be a perfect book. But a good book should get you between three and five stars, okay? And that's it. If your book is getting one to two stars, we need to do something with the book. There's something broken with the book. It's not, it's making a promise and it's failing to deliver. There's an expectation that your reader has and it's not being met. We are excluding reviews that are complaining about Amazon's issue, like I paid for the book and Amazon doesn't download to my device correctly. People complain on your book as a result of failures to for Amazon to actually get it to download properly or the book took too long to send in the mail. These are the sorts of things that you can't do anything about. You should not include those when you're counting the reviews that you're getting on your books. But in general, you should take a look at your books and see, are you getting three to five reviews? Keep in mind, something like Fifty Shades of Grey selling millions of copies it was not over four, it was like three, three and a half stars on the reviews, but in reality, that is good enough. And, and, and that's what I mean by good. Some people thought when I said good, that maybe I was saying, oh, you can just throw garbage out on the thing. Well, if you throw garbage out, it's only gonna get one to two stars. So that's a good way of knowing, okay, the quality of the last book was too low. I'm gonna need to raise this quality up 
in order to ensure that I'm going to get the reviews that I'm going to need in order to get more sales. Because reviews, so, which is a form of social proof, is very important when it comes to selling our books. The second point, which almost should be a secret point in its own right, it's that you can fix a book if people complain about issues once it is on the market. This is something that so many authors are completely unaware of. This is the reason I argue for doing self-publishing, where you're doing it yourself and don't require anybody else to help you get your book on the market. So you're going through the steps. You're using Juto, uh, which I, you can check out below in the uh, my affiliate link in the description that I use to do all of the formatting for all of my 200 plus books that are on the market in order to ensure that we're going to get the sales that we're going to need and the quality of the formatting is going to be in place. And so that's a tool that I use to ensure that people aren't going to complain. But if they complain about the formatting that this looks wrong or that looks wrong and that we need to fix something with regards to the formatting that we've done or maybe there's some grammar mistakes, well, you can actually take the book and make those changes and then re-roll it out, both the paperback and the Kindle book. Now, you are not going to be able to do this with your paperback version, because with the title of your paperback version, because it's connected to the ISBN and it would require a brand new ISBN, and then you, you might, might find, find yourself putting, putting duplicate, duplicate content, content which, which can get, get your account banned on Amazon. Amazon. But Excluding that particular scenario, you can change out the contents of the book no problem at all. So unlike if you had gone with a traditional publisher, well, whatever book you put on the market, that was that. I can tell you I read books regularly, traditionally published books that have regularly mistakes in them, grammatical errors, missing words here and there, forgetting things, inconsistencies, all sorts of stuff, and then they make it through. Now, if those authors wish to change that, they do not have permission to do that. They have to go back to the publishing company, and they have no interest whatsoever unless the book is selling thousands of copies to go about fixing that. But if you self-publish the book, you're able to make those changes that are necessary to help you boost your reviews, and the reviews are very important. I don't know if I've done a video. I think I have done a video on the reviewing process, but it's incredibly important and maybe one of the most frustrating aspects of self-publishing. Probably reviews would be the top and then doing your covers would be your second most frustrating aspect, at least for me. For other people, it might be a more technical aspect like the formatting and such. But I find with Juto, it's just so easy that there's really not a challenge when it comes to formatting your book. However, as you continue in the self-publishing game and the process here, you get better and better and you can improve your books. But here's a question for you that I have on this tip number two. It's that if your book has never hit the market, how do you even know if it's perfect? Because the reality is you haven't given it a chance for your readers to tell you what they don't like. I think it was Stephen King or somebody else commented that your readers, they're incapable of telling you what is wrong, but they are capable of or what is right with your book. They may not even be able to tell you what specifically is wrong with the book, but if all of your readers keep making the same negative comments on your book, you can learn from that in order to improve the book as we're pushing it closer to perfect. But I want to get on to the third tip because this is the secret tip. And this is a tip that you really need to take to heart. You at least should consider it. You know, if you're going to blow off everything else I say, this one specific tip is something that can really make the difference for you on this whole good versus perfect. And it is that the absolute top thing you can do when it comes to selling more books, to making a full-time income off of your book sales, the absolute top thing that you can do here, it is putting more books on the market. Now, I know that's, I, I say this and people tell me, they push back on me and say, but my books need to be perfect. If you put garbage on the market, it's going to be terrible. And the answer is, are you getting three stars? 
If you're not getting three stars, you're doing something wrong, okay? Then your quality is too low. But if you're getting three, four, five stars on your books and you're continually improving the quality of those books as you go, you're going to start making sales and you can invest that sales in better editing on your books in terms of better covers, all of these sorts of things, better keyword research, better tools. You're going to get the coaching you need to get your books, which I offer below in my description to help people ensure that you're going to get those sales that you're going to need as we're pushing through running ads and doing content marketing and these other little tricks here in order to maximize the sales that we're getting in order to do that. So we're not talking about leaving one book that's stuck permanently waiting for it to be perfect, but rather putting a book onto the market, let the market tell us what they think about the book's quality, and then let us improve upon that. Somebody, I can't remember who, you can tell me below in the comments because I can't remember, gave the acronym ABS, which is always be not selling, but always be shipping, shipping new products out onto the market. This is the absolute top way of increasing your sales. Now for you, you might be thinking, look, I'm a starving artist. That's okay for me. And I would say that's perfect. But you know what? If you're not putting the books on the market, you're not a, you're not a published or self-published author. You are a writer is what you are and you've written some books, but you need to actually put them out onto the market, start making money off of those books. As we're getting closer to thousands of sales of those books, we're gonna learn an awful lot more than we do about trying to perfect the books, waiting for the perfect time. And you definitely do not want to do that. So look, I know your books are not perfect. Look, none of our books are perfect. In fact, many of the books I read from famous authors like Stephen King and these others, not perfect. There are mistakes in these books. Now, some are better than others. That's, I give you that. But but none of these books are perfect, okay? And so sometimes I would even take these books and think, that's a three-star book. Some of them maybe even a two-star book, right? And we listen to the feedback and we incorporate the feedback into our books so that we make sure that the next books we're coming out are better and we fix the things on our previous books. We're all, we should always be shipping and putting new products on the market because no matter what you're selling, I'm telling you, no matter what you are selling, if you're continually shipping new products, you're going to find that about 20% of your products account for 80% of all of your sales. But if you only have zero products on the market, well, 20% of that, that's zero. It's, you're not making any money. So you put, you're putting these products on the market, and then your audience will tell you, kind of like even here on YouTube, telling me which type of videos you like to see. And it helps me understand which new, the next videos that I should be putting out. People telling me, hey, the quality's too low, or the sound, I couldn't quite hear it things you're saying are confusing. I'm getting feedback and I'm able to incorporate that into what you're seeing right now as in a 4K camera and a much higher quality microphone, a better background, all of these things that I've gotten feedback on. But how would I get that if I was going for a perfect video? And that's something I just want you to understand that this is what we're talking about when we're trying to say when the good versus the perfect. And so I do not want you to get stuck like I have. There are so many fake gurus out there who just want to sell you so many things and vanity publishers as well that you'll never get your book onto the market because they're more than willing to make it perfect for you if you just keep on paying them more money. My goal is to teach you self-publishing so that you can get your book. You have the tools and the mindset and the knowledge to get your books on the market, your books good enough onto the market, good enough onto the market, then you can improve them. And over a period of time, many of your readers are going to say, these books are perfect. And you know what? That's fine too. Perfect is acceptable, but as they say, this is something I've also heard, which is the idea is that the perfect is the enemy of the good because your attempt to reach perfection is just not going to work. Sometimes if you're, whatever you're trying to do on your hobby, you just need to get out there and do it. If you want to learn about fishing, you shouldn't watch thousands of videos on fishing and read tons of books on fishing. You're going to need to get out there and throw the line right out into the water, into that pond 
and start trying. Maybe you're not going to get it perfect the first time, but how do you even know if the fish don't even have a chance if you spend all of your time working on the bait and working on the reel and working on the hook and just looking at these things but never actually throwing the lines into the water so you could say, oh my goodness, whatever I'm doing is working or what I'm doing is not working. And so even if what you're throwing out is terrible, at least start with something. Just get something out there so we can get some feedback from your ideal customers and the people who are you're going to be your readers who are going to want to be reading your book. Get something out there into the world. Let's get some feedback from them and then we can pull it back. And you know what? People are not going to laugh at you. You're not going to be ashamed of what you're doing because in reality, people are really not paying that much attention. Your number one problem as a new writer or an upcoming author. It is not the problem of people looking and laughing and saying, oh my goodness, your books are terrible. It's just being discovered at all in this world right now. Attention is the number one thing. And so if you're not getting attention, it's simply not going to work for you. You're not going to be able to get any sales of your books. And the best way to get attention is by putting more content out there that people are able to easily digest and consume and start to build that connection with you, whether you're doing it through the content marketing, through the course that I sell below in the in the description, or whether you're doing it through putting more and more books on the market and running ads against them. There's lots of different options available to you. And this is something that you are not going to want to do it. So I'm telling you, I know, I know I get pushback on this every time I say it, but you should always be shipping. My question for you is, when is the last time you put a book on the market? If you haven't, why haven't you put it on the market? These are the sorts of questions you need to deep ask yourself if you're really wanting to take this whole author thing seriously. Do you want to make a full-time income from this? Can you envision what your life would be like if you were actually making enough money to actually control your schedule and what your universe looks like when you wake up in the morning, getting down and starting to write your books that people are eager to read? Do you really want that? If you do, then I suggest you go with the good. But my question for you today, has have you been waiting for your book to become perfect before putting it on the market? If you have, write the word yes below in the comments. And if you not, and you've been simply putting the books, good books, onto the market and improving them, then write no, because that's what I need to know from you. And check up above me here for more video answers to your self-publishing questions. Thanks.